Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. Afternoon, gentlemen. How are we doing? Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah, it's still bank holiday Monday. It is bank holiday Monday. Work tomorrow. Awesome. Yay. Been in work today. Yay. Have you? Yeah, just finished. Uh, Unlucky. I wasn't. (laughs) Nice and quiet on bank holiday though. So I've been playing Xbox today (laughs) for the first time in forever. I'd love to have a Hi, I'm Paramike, by the way, I'm the guest this week. I'd love to have, I was going to say, I'd, I'd love to know where you're playing, but that's probably not what we're discussing here. No, we, can, we can touch on it. Welcome along, Mike. Mike is joining us again, uh, where we're going to talk paranormal things um, and get an update on what, what Mike's been doing, what the plans are, all that jazz. But yeah, getting back to Xbox quickly before we crack on. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, not the new one because I don't play Xbox enough. I've still got the last one, so I had to spend about three hours installing it and updating it. And You've got to ask yourself if it's worth it at that point, right? That's why I can't buy the new one. Yeah. 60 quid or something like that. I just think, no, nah, that's not worth it. Not worth it. Mad, madness, isn't it? Yeah, I can't do it. And I'm not. I'm 45. My hands and my eyes and my brain don't work as fast as like a 10-year-old boy in America that just blast me to death on online it's no fun it's no fun anymore so i'm just gonna play campaign mode with my daughter she said i've got a controller so she, we got two controllers so she can do coin op on the campaign that way we can just i don't have to throw controllers around and stuff like that but anyway <laughs> anyway happy new year to you both happy new year um so happy you've year, just man. finished work ash nice yep I'm back tomorrow, and then that's it. It'll soon be Christmas again. On a a positive note, the nights are getting shorter, so the days are getting longer now. We've passed the the winter solstice on 21st of December. I was about to say equinox. It's not the equinox, is it? Or equinox. Solstice. Solstice. Winter solstice. So, yeah, that's the 21st of December. I was going to say, just to put my mad tinfoil hat on, have you heard the theory about the whole Christianity and... Um, the the shortest days on the twenty first of December, the sun then hangs for three days in sort of the same position, then starts to rise again on the twenty fifth of December, and people are like, oh, it's like the rise of Jesus, sort of thing, and it's like all related and all sorts of ah. weirdness. No, I haven't heard of that. I haven't heard of that. Just drop some knowledge on you. Boom. I know. I know. It sounds like Easter, but or whatever. <laughs> I was like, say that is Easter. Dead, yeah, what? dead for three days and then rise again. But apparently, like. It ties into like the uh, the winter solstice and the shortest day, and then the only yeah. the time that it starts to actually the sun sits on the horizon for three days and then starts to rise again on the twenty fifth, so to speak. Uh, Could be bollocks. It's just what I've heard. Sounds like bollocks. I don't sounds know. like it. it does. But that's that's what we deal with, right? Being into the paranormal. Yeah, True. absolutely. <laughs> True. absolutely. But, um, the whole Easter thing it does tie in because I went to t- into Tesco's and Sainsbury's on the twenty sixth. Well, not 26th, it must have been 27th. Um, and Easter eggs are in there, so... That's madness. <laughs> it's crazy. I used to work in retail. We were talking about retail offline. And um, we used to get Easter eggs in the week before Christmas. I mean, what the fuck is that all about? That's if that doesn't depress you, I don't know what does. We we should talk about the paranormal at some point, but for the time being, I remember being young. <laughs> I remember being younger and... You'd you'd maybe get like an inkling of like a Boxing Day sale on Boxing Day. Nowadays they're advertising like the sale before Christmas has even happened, yeah. and it's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, show my yeah. age there, but <laughs> it's like the, the Boxing Day sale starts like on Christmas Day online, so it's like not even <laughs> it a does. Boxing Day sale anymore. Yeah, and even like nowadays they'll have like a Christmas Eve sale because they know that it's like too late to give it some for Christmas. So they're like, well, we'll drop the price now. Yeah. See, they're pushing stuff on Christmas Day saying you can get an online voucher. 
So for anybody that comes around unexpectedly, you can press the button and print out a voucher <laughs> on Christmas Day. Just oh, quickly. Nothing says I didn't think of you on Christmas Day like a printed out voucher from Amazon. Just a quick Amazon anyway, one, yeah. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so getting back to the paranormal. Getting to the paranormal, I guess. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah, getting to the paranormal. Not yeah. Yeah, yeah. How are things, Mike? How is Paramike going? Um, and I, I kind of asked that as a leading question because I spent New Year's Eve with Mike uh, on a paranormal investigation. I was going to um, say nothing, nothing insidious, just in Swindon. Yeah, um, yeah. Paramike's uh, flying for want of a better term. It's. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing it for. You're on Twitter now. <laughs> yeah, begrudgingly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was bullied into, it, bullied into <laughs> no, it by, by you and oh, some other favorite. people. Uh, great. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Paramount's flying for something that I've only been doing for eight months in terms yeah. of the actual YouTube channel. Um, it's It's gone insane, like yeah. like more than I could have ever imagined for the short period of time I've been doing it. Something like, and I don't want to talk about views and subscribers really because it means nothing, but something like 200-odd subscribers. Uh, That's really a ton, good. A ton of views, and it's just going from like strength to strength, and it's like a, it's just like snowballing basically. So yeah, it's all gone, all gone mad to be honest, and I'm still trying to comprehend it a little bit. And be like, it, it it doesn't get you sort of don't get used to it because we look at our figures now when we're looking at our downloads and stuff, and just like what, like it's just like wow, like what's what's even happening that there's all these figures who's listening? It's just yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's it it's like i've i've put videos up and they'll get like maybe a couple of hundred views and something and then all of a sudden one gets 1500 and i'm like what the hell happened unfortunately yeah. i've not been ripped apart in the comments as well because the content i make is probably not the most exciting where it's sort of a a genuine look at the paranormal and as i've stated before it can be really fucking boring when you sit around nothing happening but fortunately a lot of people seem to be on board with it i've had one or two snarky comments of which i've given an appropriate sarcastic reply back but um but yeah it's yeah, been great don't worry about you we, we all get them we all get them we get the reviews like that as well they're the I, best I, ones. I, I, I won't mention about the who won the election but um that's a good yeah. one that is <laughs> <laughs> but no but, yes yeah, yeah karen good i was gonna say talking about talking about views and and stuff like that so we we get and ash said about the fact that it you just don't don't get used to it. I get an email every day about charts, and it tells us where you are in the charts if you've charted anywhere. And the other day, uh, it only gives it doesn't it gives you an overview. So I was looking, and one of our episodes, well, actually, not one of our episodes, just as a, an overall glance on the twenty seventh. Yeah, I had one, two, three, four, five. 13 different charts we were in at one point wow and it's just like what the fuck we're like i think we hit like number four in portugal in the science mm. on apple Podcasts. it's like what? <laughs> what and maybe it's just indicative of like making good content right and making i hope so <laughs> yeah 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 it could be I think that, I think that's, yeah <laughs> Um, but yes, it is, about, it is about good content, like you say, paranormal stuff. People make it for a lot of people make it for clickbait, no doubt. I've been chucked off many a group for calling out people because what they post is absolute garbage. Mm. Uh, we've spoken to Danny Moss before multiple times about people doing stuff that's fake and all that kind of stuff, um, and obviously like you just mentioned then sometimes nothing even happens on a paranormal and try as you might if it ain't there it ain't there yeah. and um but people see the paranormal in everything some people are blindly believing everything and there are certain groups there are certain programs that will use that as a way to get clickbait yeah, and not to sound super grandiose, but I think I've got maybe a little bit of a different perspective where I've not been doing this for that long in the grand scheme of things. Um, so I definitely feel like a bit of an outsider coming in and being like, well, 
I, I question a lot of things anyway, but questioning a lot of the things that people do. And you're absolutely right. People who see a dust orb or hear a floorboard creak or hear some water go through some pipes and they'll go, oh my God, it's paranormal. And it's like, no, it's a house settling. It's architecture. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah. But people I mean, don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear that. No, Certain they don't, don't want to hear it. No, absolutely. But then, fine. Like, if they... I, I've said this before, like the, the issue is people's belief is paramount and irrespective of what is true or what is false. Mm. And science could come out and categorically prove that let's take ghosts. Science could come out and categorically prove that ghosts don't exist. There would still people, uh, sorry, there would still be people out there who go, well, I believe they do. So therefore they do. And I've seen one, so they must be real. And that's the issue. It's so it's it's entire it's pseudoscience. It's entirely belief based, and um, and because of that, you can never. No one's ever wrong about it, right? Correct. Sorry to dump. Sorry to dump on that on a paranormal podcast, but um, no, it's true. That that's what we're here to discuss. I was actually. It's the so I was walking the dogs this morning. Um, so I'm listening to podcasts because I took them for an hour and a half and my little pug, she only got tiny little legs. She must have been fucked when we got home. Anyway, <laughs> so I listened to the podcast and I was thinking, um, so we, we talk about UFOs a lot and we're on the roundtables for these UFOs and there's governments and we've talked about on our roundtables about the fact that there seems to be no public government body for the paranormal. Because you know, everybody, everybody has an experience in their house a lot of the time, or in a trauma-based environment like an asylum or something like that. But what I was thinking was, how is it that that is the case when so many people seem to have some kind of experience? It's very odd, isn't it? And I think, mm. I mean, there's stuff that we've or uh, we at Paramike, there's stuff that I, at Paramike, I guess, <laughs> have have captured or witnessed. And I still can't say it's paranormal because I'm no scientist and I don't know every factor in the equation. So I could be very wrong by saying or thinking like, oh, that's definitely paranormal just because I don't understand it enough. And partly this is my skeptical brain as well. We had a, a door slam on us at a place in Swindon where I'm from called Health Hydro. Now this door slammed on us. Um, one of the guys we were with heard it through his headphones. It was that loud. Whipped him off and went, what the fuck was that? Because we were, we were doing like a double Ests method. Um, and we tested it and tested it. And there was no wind in the room to cause it to slam. We'd closed the door before starting the experiment. So it had opened and then slammed back on itself we went out in the hall. There was no wind. We tried to replicate the sound. And the only way we could replicate it was by slamming the door from the inside and holding it shut because it didn't have a latch on it. So it would bounce out of the frame and make a reverberation sound. And after all that, that we can't explain it and we tested it rigorously, I'm still like, it's too good to be true. There's something I'm missing. And mm. I'm just like, for all intents and purposes, that could have been like, the most amazing paranormal thing that's ever going to happen in my life. But due to me being still pretty skeptical and my brain going, no, nah, I couldn't be, I can't, I still can't accept it. I'm like, there must be something I'm missing in this equation. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think that's important. The same with when we're discussing UFO cryptid things uh, and anything around something that is quite a personal experience because if you're you or somebody else hear it, obviously if somebody else witnesses it, that that adds not credibility as such, but that kind of adds to the authenticity of the experience. And then if you've got it captured on something else, again that's a third or fourth, fifth, and if you can capture on different types of media, again that that sort of backs up. And yeah. whilst you can never definitively say is something a paranormal, because you could you could rule out everything, and you just hadn't thought about this particular thing. Exactly. As long as as long as people follow those steps and try and remove the normal, and go, you know what, that door there could have been a draft. Okay, let's just check all the draft now. 
as long as everybody does that and has some kind of common sense when they're before they post content. And I think that's the same with UFO stuff. People quick to go, there's something in the sky. I can't identify it. Obviously, I may see a UFO regardless, but it could be something completely normal. And like I know you do, Ash, you 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 play not play down stuff, but you're not as keen, uh, not keen. You're not as excited about new stuff like I am. I go, ah, oh, that's like, and then you go, that's bullshit. And then you'll explain to me why it is, and you go, actually, yeah, I can, I see that now, and. You've got the rational side of you that goes, right, it could be this, it can't be this, it can be this, it can't be this. Or I've, when me and Ash first started chatting and and all that, I was doing delivery driving. So this is before the podcast, I think, just before. And I messaged him and said, I can see something. I've stopped the van. Um, I'm recording it. And Ash was like, whereabouts was it? So I told him where I was. And he's going, hell, empaths is up which is the National Police Air Service. It's like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's just stuff and- like that. Whereas some people don't do due diligence, which no, is absolutely. very important. And they will go, that that door slamming, that was a ghost. They'll put it up yeah. on a pod, like not on a podcast, on a, a, a Facebook post on some random paranormal or unexplained um, page. And you'll get millions of people going, literally millions of people nowadays, going, wow, that's the best thing I've ever seen. Best yeah. thing I've ever seen. That is, there's definitely, I can I can feel spirits. There's definitely three people in that room with you. So how the fuck do you know that? How the hell do you know that that person didn't slam a door? Yeah, but I, I there's, agree. There's, there's, there's people like Ben and Lane. Sorry, I'm going off on yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, no. There's, I, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, some, yeah. There's, people, there's a couple called Ben and Laney. I don't know if you're Laney and Ben. I don't know if you've, Laney know if you've ben, heard yeah. of them, Ash. Is that the one that the YouTuber It's just like, if this was real, it would literally be the most famous haunted house ever because of the amount of stuff that that one's had an always yeah. video in. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. bullshit. Yeah. yeah, like glasses being thrown out of their hands, caught on. <laughs> but people won't do due diligence. And I think that is the thing that's missing, in certainly in the paranormal field. And there are people that I I can go to and I can see stuff that they put out and go, actually, I believe what you're putting out because you I know that you do due diligence. So like you, Mike, because I've, I've been out on a couple of investigations yeah, with yeah. you, which we'll come on to. Danny Moss, for example, I know him and his guys on Haunted Hunts and My Haunted Hotel. They they do due diligence and they they check stuff. He reviews footage, uh, all that kind of stuff, before they put it out to the public. Whereas some people don't. Some I think there's don't. a big there's a big element as well. Uh, like obviously, there's a lot of fake stuff in I guess the paranormal community because again pseudoscience no one can prove it either way but even if it's not necessarily fake there's a lot of people who will try and mislead to an extent um and try and claim that something may be paranormal when it's evidently not you said about due diligence and ufos and stuff me and patsy were driving home recently and i thought or we thought we saw a ufo in the sky so immediately i uh, got on the phone to my boy ash and was like ash ufo sighted <laughs> And same thing, come back and going, could it have been this plane? And I was like, you're probably right. It's probably that plane. But it moved, it moved very weirdly that it sort of moved from left to right, stalled, it all seemingly stalled in the sky and then moved back from right to left and did some weird stuff with lights and stuff. But again, like due diligence, I'm no expert on that side of things anyway, so I'm not going to go, fucking hell, it's a UFO. Um, so that's why I was like, Ash, you're the guy who knows about this sort of thing. What do you reckon? And immediately because you've done it for so long or whatever you're like yeah it's a play and you know where to look right for uh plausible explanations and i will also like it's always i always if any investigation that i do or any sort of people come to me for answers or with questions so i always spot i believe that is this like well i mean sometimes you can be like 100 percent sure it's like yeah it says or things like this but i will just say i believe it is more likely to be this or this is the most likely 
explanation. I rarely say it's 100% this. Yeah. Because there is always going to be that little chance that it wasn't the plane or it wasn't the Empire's helicopter or whatever. So you always got to leave. And I always say with investigation, like, I believe it to be this. If any more information comes to light, any more witnesses, any more information we can get from official sources or airport, radar, whatever, then we'll reopen it and have another look because we'll always leave it in, like, like that. So we believe it's this. We've closed the case for now. Any more information, we'll have another look happily because that's just part of part of doing it. And we always put out, so most of our, obviously, like UFO stuff, 99% of the stuff can be identified. So we'll do a case report. And it'd be a big, big long case report, 10 dozen pages sometimes. And it'd be, yeah, it was this. But you've got to put them out because if everything you put out was unidentified or no explanation, then you've got to start asking questions like, why are they never identifying anything? Yeah. And most it's... of our reports are, we identified it as this, as this, as this. So when we do get the couple that we can't identify, we know like, people will say, like, we do believe that you can't identify it because usually you do identify it. So it's like, Adds a bit of, like daily due diligence, a bit of realness to it, where you know you're not going to just start saying it's that for just for the sake of it. You're right as well, because it's if you don't do that, it very quickly becomes the most haunted effect, right? Where they yeah. get mass amounts of activity. I don't like using the term evidence because evidence of what <clears throat> activity in places, and it's like, well, this isn't. We all know now. We were obviously a bit more naive back in the early 2000s, but we all know now that it's fucking bollocks. Like. You can have nights where you sit there and absolutely nothing happens, absolutely nothing, and you might as well be talking to thin air or talking to the walls. And that's just the nature of actual ghost hunting or actual paranormal investigations. Like, And you're right, it's going back to Danny Moss as well. He will deliberately put out episodes where nothing happens to show the reality of paranormal investigations. And he'll he's got moments in his series where something will happen and initially he'll see he'll be like this could be paranormal but if it's not or if he, if he believes it not to be he'll come back and go we then discovered it was someone's phone or something you know and again it's that integrity that i think a lot of people who just want views or a lot of people who just want fame infamy or whatever don't have and they know because it's it's belief based and it's largely unprovable you can put anything out there and go hey look what i've got so we part of due diligence that we've done, even just on the podcast, and obviously we're audio only, but obviously we we can see when we do the um, do the recordings, we can see. Uh, we mentioned it before that you can see in people's faces whether or not they believe that their their version of what they're saying is the truth. Um, and that's happened many times that the story's so outlandish, but you looking at them in their in the eyes. And there is a strained look about them. Um, and they talk about all the dark stuff. But then we, we've we had somebody who um, has been on and they sent me a photograph. Uh, and part of due diligence is that we will we will look into the stuff that people send us, me and Ash. We'll, we'll discuss it between ourselves and we'll go, nah, that sounds like bullshit or, or whatever. Because we do get some very weird people emailing us. Uh, asking us to get rid of demons in their house and they're in America and all this. It's like, Send them to me, mate. We're a little bit out of, <laughs> out of our range there. Um, or sending us one second long video clips of them in front of an alien and all sorts. Anyway. Just just, get, just get quickly to interject mm-hmm. to you, that one second video clip, does that not look like one of those fucking inflatable aliens you'd get from Argos in the 90s or what? <laughs> I don't know. That is just a very... It, <laughs> It was, yeah, it's just a very weird communication with that guy. Um, yeah. Very odd, very odd. But it all generates content now and again where we needed it to. So we, put, yeah. we, it was something that we were able to discuss. We'd done a little short on it saying, we've been sent this. This is what we think about it. Um, and so that's unfortunate. We, we're open that's, to discuss everything. That's the unfortunate part of it, right? Because when I first started the channel, I was like, I want it to be as authentic as possible, quote unquote. And then I very quickly realized that the channel is never going to grow unless I word my titles in a certain way and make my thumbnails yeah. in a certain way. And it kind of pains me a little bit, but then I'm like, yeah, it's you got to play the game a little bit, right? So, and yeah. as I say, generally speaking, people seem to like the actual content of the videos anyway, rather than being like, this isn't fucking horrifying or whatever. 
Yeah. And for some it's, people, um, it may be horrifying. Like, like me and you, Greg, we're pretty hardened whenever we go on an investigation and not a lot of faces. Well, so I wasn't the other night. You fucking weren't. You were shitting your pants. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but to certain, certain other people who, don't, who haven't done this and don't do this regularly or mm. are just in some way dis- disposed, whatever that word is. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, disproposed. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so if they're that way inclined, they could find a cat ball going off absolutely terrifying because it's definitely a ghost to them. It's probably not. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's let's talk before, about yeah, before, Karen Ash. Before we go into talking about your <clears throat> New Year's Eve, uh, John. John. We said the same word there, <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> oh, weird words, even. So anyway, that's two two years chatting for hours and hours yeah. a week <laughs> to each other. Finish each other's yeah sandwiches. Um, so yeah, oh, sorry, <laughs> nice, nice reference. Uh, um, uh. Yeah. So other point to add when you talk about sort of, I'm I'm pretty skeptical. Like the video that we recorded in the basement, where just about to finish the recording, and mm-hmm. something hits the wall, literally three feet away yeah. from us. Yeah, and we know there's nobody else down there. But if I'm watching that video, I don't know that there's nobody else down there. Even though there's two of us there, we had it on video, you can hear it on the audio. There's still there's no evidence that that was something because there could have been someone down there that's planted to make a True. noise or whatever. So it's always a tricky tricky one where even even, even though you have numbers sort of bits of evidence, I saw yeah. activity, you still you got evidence to be able to... to to sort of justify it because there could have been someone there. But it's right. difficult. Like, yeah. It's, me and Patsy it's difficult. Were, me and Patsy were discussing this earlier this evening that like it, we're the worst because anything we see we're like that that seems like bollocks. And because we're not there it, it will do, right? Unless you're actually there and you can categorically be like XYZ happened. Like you have to kind of rule it out because anecdotal evidence evidence isn't really evidence. Um and also, you write about like personal experience, and you're just going off the trust of what the person is telling you is actually true at that point, right? Um, anyway, let's talk about uh, the Paramike's New Year's Eve. Yes, I've been looking forward to hearing. I want to hear about Greg getting shit scared. So yeah, this will be over fun. nothing, over nothing, man. Like <laughs> nothing. An empty so, room. <laughs> yeah. So just to set the scene, it's, so it's New Year's Eve. We've got the opportunity to investigate a property um, that uh, is related to someone in my fiance's family. Let's yeah. say that. And has um, provided accounts of experiences from people that have been in there. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it, it was a property that was known to have experienced some kind of activity um, in there rather than just going into a house because we had an opportunity to. So it it was a, a known a known sort of haunted location, for want of a better phrase. Something had happened, or multiple things have happened there in the past, so that was a good opportunity for us. We had a one-off opportunity to do it um, due to various reasons. So, like... It worked out that New Year's Eve was the night that we could go there and investigate. Yeah, like the one night we can investigate and no one's ever gonna investigate it again, I don't think. Unless So yeah, we we and so just a it's a three story end of terrace house. To say the layout in it was creepy anyway. So you go up one side, you've got the the stairs and then to get to the, the next floor up, you have to go through the living room um, and then up another set of stairs the other side of the house. It's a very, very strange layout. There's like weird doors, dark corridors. Um, the stairs in particular, where they're just stair sets in the middle of the house with no windows. Like, yes. It's, it's quite claustrophobic and yeah, steep. Greg, Greg immediately was like, this looks like something out of a horror movie. And I was it like... Was. <laughs> It yeah. was, it was, it was the whole, the whole place I could see in like the Conjuring or something like that. It was, it was just the, the layout of the property, nice property. Do you mean it would be a lovely three-story house, but the layout of it 
lends itself to the fact that it just seems strange anyway. And it was cold um, and wet outside, so there was a lot of rain. Well, well, it was cold, but then there was times where it wasn't cold. Yeah, so there was there was a point at one point in the evening where you, Patsy, and the guest that was with us were all going, "Oh, I'm freezing, bloody hell!" And I'd take my hoodie off because I'm like, I'm literally sweating. Yeah, like it's literally roasting. I'm there freezing in the and same that could room. Just be because I'm well insulated, but like <laughs> I've, I'm fairly well insulated as well. You've got as nothing well. on me after I saw that <laughs> picture of me and you together, mate. I'll tell you. <laughs> I did look quite slim, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Makes all the so, do, you want to, yeah. do you want photos of me everywhere in future to be like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we as we we so we walked around um, at the start just to get a feel of the place, um, and instantly some of the rooms were a bit. One of them was particularly I just didn't like the the feel of, but. Just to interject as well, the room that Greg didn't like the feel of, we've had testimony from Patsy's parents that they had an experience while in that room. And a lot of the activity seemed to center from everyone's experience we've been told in that room on the landing just outside and in the living room next to it. And that's that's very relevant for what we'll say later on in this as well. Cool. So so we, we have a, a wander around and just get a lay of the land, as it were, and then sort of pop back downstairs, make a cup of tea, whatnot, get ready, get ready to go, get the equipment out and decide what we're going to use. And um, I'd purchase some bits off Amazon, some kids' toys, um, like Etch-a-Sketch type magnetic drawing things that you can wipe off the just by swiping and it takes off the image and you can put shapes on there. So we left some shapes on there just to see if it moved. We took a Ouija board with us, which due to the group feeling we didn't use, which is absolutely fine. And it's one of those experiments that people either want to be involved in or not. And because the majority of the group that were there that night didn't want to, that's absolutely cool. So what we did was we actually put the Ouija board with the planchette with the planchette, the hole in the planchette over the letter T, just in the corner of a room, and thought, we'll leave it there. If anything happens and it moves, that's cool. We're, we'll know something's happened. But we weren't actively invoking any kind of response or expecting any kind of response. I, I was just going to talk for the sake of talking, to be honest, Greg, because you've been going on, but I don't actually oh, know what I was going to say. So you carry I, on, I can, I, can, I can talk yeah, for yeah. hours. Yeah, you're, talk do, right. you're doing good, mate. I can't so, remember a lot of it. So, <laughs> so we're we having a wander around. And um, so, as Mike said, there's a particular bedroom, particular bit of landing, which, what, about three or foot, four foot wide at the top of the stairs. Yeah. These steep stairs in this dark corridor with no lights uh, it was lights, but no external light as such or windows uh, on the stairs. So we concentrated our efforts to begin with in that area because we thought, you know what, that's where people have experienced most things. We have only got tonight to do the experiments. Let's just go with that. It, it made sense. It made sense. So we set up cat balls, which we'll come on to, um, and all part of due diligence that we did about cat balls and all the experiments we did that night, we ensured that we were trying to remove any false positives um, from the equation. So we, we've got the cat balls all set up and well, not, we've got a cat balls set up in one room, we've got cat balls on the landing, we've got some REM pod um boxes on the top of the landing as well Some so if hokey, come, hokey homemade rem pods yeah check out pursuitoftheparanormal.co.uk articles under paranormal which uh, mike has kindly written for us that explains how to build one so i actually got to see one in use you were way cool. more impressed than i expected i no, thought you were gonna really be like impressive. what the fuck's that no, um, no, i was very impressed i was very impressed <laughs> there was also so we, a, we, a music yeah. box at the top of the stairs which went off quite a lot but to be fair i think that was more it picking up us moving because the not to get too technical but the um infrared sensor in the music box basically goes off due to body or heat so anytime hot people in a cold house are walking around it's going to set it off so again, we were aware of the limitations of the equipment we were using. Um, 
we've got cameras all set up everywhere. Um, got voice recorders. We've got K2 meters. We've got uh, an Alice box, um, which we used at Minster level. Uh, when me and Mike were in Mr. Level. So it, it detects changes in the environment and then spits out words. Obviously, it's, only, it's limited by the number of words that are already in there, but um, we, we'll come on to that in a second. We did we did an S method at one point as well, so we had a spirit box, headphones. Yeah, done the Estes. Uh, we were doing the Estes method where Mike was in one room being filmed the hell room that greg didn't want to go in the hell room i did not like it and when you heard some of the words coming out of this alice box there's no fucking wonder i was not Mate, going in there i i, Therefore, I was in there there was all manner of weird shit i obviously, I obviously didn't i wasn't privy to it because i was no. the one with the headphones in when i reviewed mm. the footage i've literally paused it and gone what the fuck to patsy she's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> so me and patsy are in the living room asking the questions so we're in two separate rooms so we're doing like this almost remote estes method which is cool um so we're doing that um it was witnessed on camera um when we were talking certain words were uh, sorry orbs or objects or, or whatever they anomalies um i haven't seen the footage yet um we're going across Mike, three of them in total. Um, light, uh, the cat balls were lighting up when we were asking certain questions. So, one of the funniest parts about this, sorry to interject, mm. is no, you the minute we set up equipment. So we've, as Greg said, we worked out what we were going to do. Went upstairs, put some cat balls down, put um, the music books down as well. Um, Patsy wanted to do a prayer because, as I say, her family's had experiences in this place and she was like, just to be safe, she wants to do a prayer. Cool, whatever. And so we've set the equipment up. The cat balls start going off and the music box going off. And she's like, fucking hell, fucking hell, let me get my prayer in. And she's like <laughs> panicking. She's not done her prayer before. It's like activity starting to happen. It was. But, you know, fair, fair enough about that. <clears throat> the prayer as well. Um Interest. Uh, we'll co- come on to about prayers in, in a bit. But so we so talk about due diligence before we explain what what kind of things happened. So cat balls going off. So cat balls going off in one of the rooms which we weren't in. There was nobody in that room. Let's just we call were, it. The, let's just call it the hell room from now on. The hell room. Yeah, that makes it sound uh, even more scary than I found Bru- it. Brutal, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Cat balls were going off, corn camera, cat ball going off. So what we decided to do was move the cat balls and swap them over to see if we were getting just a faulty cat ball. Two of the cat balls, I'd literally opened up the packet when we got into the house. So they'd never been used before. I only got them that day. That was the, just to to clarify, Um, it was carpeted. The rooms were carpeted. So again, still could be deviations where the cat ball's just on that little little bit and it's just rocking enough or moving. So we were starting to ask questions, cat ball in the middle of the landing. We were asking questions and the cat ball was responding quite positively to a lot of the questions we we're asking. Yeah. So far, especially we used the the Alice box. To give us like a, a a word answer to some of the stuff we was the questions we were asking. Yeah. So for for context, we didn't really know any of the history about this mm-hmm. place. We knew there's rumors and stuff. <clears throat> excuse me. There's rumors and stuff, but we don't know for certain. So I said to Patsy, "Get the Alice box on, see if anything comes through to give us like some leads to go off." Um, at one point, the word clairvoyant came through, which Greg was like, "What the fuck?" And I'm rightly or wrongly, I'm potentially a medium. So Clairvoyant came through and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to close my eyes, see if I can tap into the house or whatever and see if I can come up with anything. Yeah. Now there's a cat ball on the landing that's gone off a little bit, but then been dormant for a good five or 10 minutes, not gone off at all. I close my eyes, as I say, and start to get like a mental image of a, a guy who's probably about 24, 25, short brown hair, um, it's, this is going to sound like bollocks, by the way, Greg, but I will 
clarify this, the name Derek came through in my head. Derek's a name that comes through for me all the time. So I immediately went, no, it's not that. And then the name Duncan came through. So 24-year-old dude, short brown hair, Duncan, potentially committed suicide in the hell room by hanging. And I start saying, like, if there's a gentleman, start basically verbalizing it and asking if there's a gentleman, blah, 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 blah. And as I finish saying it, the cat ball at the top of the stairs that's not gone off five or ten minutes goes off. Almost like, I guess, in affirmation. <laughs> and Greg just <laughs> turns around and goes, what the fuck? <laughs> Which is the, the best moment for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then after I said that, the Alice box bits out and Betty... So then we start asking questions around a woman called Betty. And again, it seems like the cat ball is responding to us when I say, is Betty here? And it goes off again. It's like, well, hang on a minute. And again, this isn't, there's no, there's no proof of this. This could be entirely my subconscious, but it's one of those weird things that I've picked up on because I'm a medium that's in inverted commas. Um, and then it's led to stuff going off. And again, it comes back to how much, how much of a coincidence is a coincidence or synchronicity and stuff like that. Right. So we, so at this point, it's going off quite a lot in response to questions we're asking. So we go, okay, let's move the cat ball, just in case it's just randomly going off, because it could be. And like, yeah, I most said, just how like many times is a coincidence? But a dodgy cat ball, or if it's just in a weird position, as Greg said with the carpet. Yeah. So we're just like, okay, we'll we'll swap the cat balls over, um, move that cat ball somewhere else it doesn't go off at all in the other room at all um and we swap cat balls round cat ball that's back in place starts going off so we're kind of like trying to swap out things to to either prove that the cat ball is faulty or oversensitive or that the cat ball there is there is something there with the cat ball and we take the cat ball later on cat balls so i think we had three or four four Four, i believe took them up to the top floor and they didn't go off at all yeah we are so we did quite a long investigation on the first floor um second floor if you're in america i was just about to say the same (laughs) it it cracked a bit when you said it before um first floor we set up in the place that we'd heard that there had been activity from things, got a lot of stuff. Went downstairs for a break and I said, okay, let's try the top floor because there'd been stories about activity up there, but only from one person who lived in the house and we couldn't verify at all. We got fuck all on the top floor. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. at all. The cat falls did not go off once, nothing like that. And then after, I guess it was probably about 20 minutes, half an hour, I was like, let's go back downstairs to the first floor immediately set the cat balls up again they start going off again mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. like it definitely seemed like it was that that floor where people have previously had experiences that we knew of yeah we um so some of the questions we're asking um and the alice box was spitting out words one of them they it talked about military army um, yeah army sorry army and weirdly one of the books that we used to keep prop open the hell door was the hell room door was about the Falklands war in the room we were sat in, in the the main living room, there was a magazine sort of up against um, some like Banksy print artwork thing. Um, And that was about Vietnam and had a soldier on the front. So there was, whether that's just a coincidence again, but it just seemed quite weird that you'd got army and there was at least two books, at least two books where it's specifically around military war. And um, for more context, this is a council house that's going back to the council today. So there was nothing in it, like no, fur- we were sat on yeah. the floor all night because there's no furniture or anything. Yeah. Only like yeah. these army books and a, those prints and some light like, football magazines or something upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, coaching magazines from like 1980 or something like that. It was, yeah, it was yeah. a proper back step back in time at one point. So, yeah. so yeah, so due diligence again. Sorry to use that term, but we we were swapping stuff around. We were asking different questions. Um, we were getting names coming through in the Alice box. Lots of names coming a lot through. Of names. And the um, only so me and Patsy have used the Alice box a ton on different investigations. The only place we've had 
that many names before is the Swindon Community Centre, which was a hospital and is now a nursery and has a link to children. And we believe that the land that the, this house is built on also has a link to children in some way, shape or form. Again, we can't corroborate that or we can't say that for certain in any way, shape or form, but that's just sort of local rumour. So it is interesting that there was that connection as well because that's the second time I've only ever seen it kick out that many names. So we've got loads of video footage. One, there was one camera just looking specifically at the hallway and the hell bedroom the whole time we were there investigating. So every time this, the balls were going off, it will be picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at certain points, it was freezing cold in the, in the rooms. Like my knees were really cold. And if you've ever ridden a motorbike, I don't know if you guys have, but I used to ride a motorbike without a fairing, so like a trials kind of motorbike, motocross bike that I used to drive to my mate's house. I used to go about 30 miles an hour, uh, 30 miles down a dual carriageway. My knees used to get really cold in the winter, obviously, because they were just being powered by air. It was that kind of feeling, um, the, the coldness. It was almost like a stiffening cold. Um, I was freezing at one point. Mike came in and just stripped we didn't strip off, just to clarify. It wasn't that kind of party. That's how, that's how the <laughs> New Year's uh, Eve party. That's how the New, <laughs> New Year's Eve paramite bash goes. <laughs> but one thing to note is we almost discounted every single bang knock we heard because New Year's Eve fireworks going off all over the place. Yeah. So there was, there was some brilliant moments where we'd hear a massive bang and go, all oh, sort of look at each other and go, what? Before we went, oh yeah, fireworks. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was one thing we were very keen to rule out quickly was there any bang we hear chances are it's a firework going off yeah um so let's talk about the s method you crack on then okay i you've probably got a better idea than me because i was the one doing the s method (laughs) i can't remember i don't i don't think there was many actual answers from the spirit box to like relevant answers to your questions no as such it was more the alice box's answers and yeah, what, and what I kind of picked up. So, so that, there was one. Yeah, go on. Sorry, I'll, so, I'll, I can. I will tell you what happens at the end. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing that happens with the Alice box, and you remember what I said about name Derek came to me, and I went, I get Derek all the time. No, it's try again, Duncan. First thing with the Alice box, Patsy goes, "What's your name?" or something like that. Immediately, Derek comes through the Alice box, and again, Greg looks and goes, "What the fuck?" Because it's when it, the Alice box spits out random words and it could be a coincidence, but for you to say, what's your name? And we've said this numerous times, we've got nothing. And then it immediately goes, Derek, or they were just like, what the fuck? And it, again, I don't know this because I'm in the other room. I'm in the hell room with the headphones in. Um, I know what you're going to say, I believe, Greg. So I'll let you take the floor. No, you crack, you crack on. Oh, no, um, Don't let me steal your thunder. Okay. So I, I'm in... I've, it's quite apt we've called it the hell room, isn't it? I didn't even make that connection. Um, so I'm in the hell room, and we had a bunch of names come through, and it didn't seem to match up or anything. Now, Greg Gregor Patsy says, can you tell us who's in the room with Mike and guest? And the name Devil comes through. <laughs> and, uh, and Greg and Patsy are like, uh, uh, perhaps <laughs> not. And then... Weirdly, from there, we had a load of like biblical, religious sort of things come through. Yeah. Which there was a shrine to Mother Teresa upstairs. Very weird. Yeah. Very weird location for it. Yeah. And then I started... <laughs> In a cupboard on a shelf. <laughs> just, to, just to clarify, there's a photo of Mother Teresa and a little Jesus thing, and then it said... I can't remember what the words were. It's... Um, oh. I can't remember, but there, there was like this little biblical phrase on there. It was just yeah. look, look in there and it's like, what the hell? Like an airing cupboard. Um, fucking... <laughs> and then I think the final relevant bit was I was in the, I was in the hell room. And for some reason I, so earlier on I'd picked up with Duncan, Derek, whoever he was that he'd been hung. And then all of a sudden I start to feel like my hands have been bound behind me. My legs have been bound at the ankles and the hanging wasn't, a suicide as such it was a forcible hanging maybe like a gallows or i don't want to use the term murder maybe like 
affordable hangman yeah exactly and as i'm starting to feel this i'm getting a bit freaked out i'm like okay i'm gonna come out in a minute and then the alice box pits out the name michael and yep. then I'm, I'm immediately like, yeah, guys, I'm coming out. And wow. you can hear. But Mike didn't hear that bit. No. So we, we were there. He comes back through. And me and Patsy were just like, it just said your name. Literally, the second you said, I'm done in here. It was very weird. Yeah. Very weird. So, yeah, that was it just a few things were just like too much of a coincidence to be. A and it's, it's one of those things. So the Alice box is our use. It's either it either seems like it's throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, or sometimes we've had it where it said very, very relevant stuff. Mm. Um, a lot of the time, like we took it on an investigation previously, and it said batteries empty just before the batteries died in it. And I was like, "You fucking what?" Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, it seems like it in itself is quite inconsistent. But the fact that you asked for a name, you got a name. It said Michael as I got freaked out when I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. Yeah. And that was the thing we, we tried to do uh, as part of our questioning, because you could just say who's in the room with us and get a name. But what we tried to do was, like, can can you tell us how many people are in the room? Can you try to get a specific answer rather than an open question? Just yeah. saying, oh, what, like, who are you? Because um, if you can get a specific response, then it's less likely to be just a, a spewed out word from an algorithm. Like Abby uh, at Canic Chase. Yeah. Like, Again, exactly the same as the Abby at Canic Chase. That was just, it couldn't have been any more of a perfect name to come out at that specific moment, which rules out coincidence. It's got to rule out coincidence. Um and then Patsy started reading passage from the Bible. And weirdly, it was one that I don't know much about the Bible at all. Um, but the passage she read out was one that I did know and where it talks about walking through the valley of the shadows of death. It's the Lord's, uh, Lord's Prayer, right? Uh, I don't know, is it? Is it? Don't yes. know. Sorry to derail you, Carol. No, no, that's right. But that is that, that, that sentence. So now I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I just I don't know why, but that just I love that phrase. Um, and she was talking, and the cat balls were going off, and and all sorts. And again, we're swapping the cat balls over. We're we're trying to rule out anything. And, yeah. So and we so the context of it was we believe that the land was used for like a for a better term a baby farm where people in Victorian times who couldn't afford their children would send them off to this place, which I believe Patsy's mum seems to think it was a monastery. Um, send them off to this place and they would basically then take money from the mother to look after them sort of thing. And obviously some insidious things can happen in these sort of places where chances are they would kill the child and just take the money. So therefore they don't have to actually look after the child and they just keep getting paid. The parents are none the wiser. The Alice box spit out. Oh, Beatrice is a name that came to me as well yeah. in, in yeah. the head, which Beatrice Betty, which was something that came back again. Mm-hmm. And then, Pay and Son came through the Alice box. And as Mm -hmm. they did, I wasn't privy to this because I was sat at the far end of the uh, living room. As those two words come through, a cat ball in the hell room goes off again, like randomly that's not gone off for quite a period of time. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. what is going on? Yeah. Again, coincidences that may be too coincidental. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. And it was, it was a shame that we won't have an opportunity to go back there. We only had a limited amount of hours there as well. So you, if you, that's why we concentrated all our efforts and time in the living room and the hallway, asking as many questions as we could, using as many bits of equipment as we could just to um, try and rule out and, and get as much information if we were going to get any get as much and hence why we swapped over the cat balls a lot of the time just to make sure we weren't getting these false positives uh everything we could yeah so which point were you shitting yourself that fucking hell room mate oh they were like why are you going going sitting there on your own no thanks i don't know why (laughs) i just i've sat in um i've sat in a room in oxford prison in a pitch black with this box in there that held some artifact of some mass murderer and called out 
weird shit in that room. I'm fine with that. I've been to mills and places, water mills and stuff with that I've been investigating multiple times, sat on my own in rooms. No problem with that. That room, I just did not like the feel of it. I don't know why. It just felt weird. I didn't again, like it. And again, like on the walk round, the minute you walked in there, you were like, well, I'm not sure about this. Like a, you know when you somebody walks yeah. over your, your grave, that feeling when you, your body sort of goes, Whoa. I was getting, I got that every time <laughs> yeah. I went in there. It was just like, oh, fucking hell. So I was just like, no, I think I will stay in the living room. Thank you. <laughs> you look pretty uh, relaxed, to be fair. So. Oh, it was let, nice let, and nice. Let down and let, let down, yeah. <laughs> Hat on. Was, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, um, we tried everything we could to ensure that when answers were given or responses were given, that we followed up on those, that we would ask questions specifically, that would try and get a response from the the boxes, um, that were the, the cat balls. The cat balls were particularly good for for us that night. They, they seem to provide good responses to specific so, so questions. So when you're asking sort of questions with the cat balls and saying they're mm. responding, so yep. like, is it like yes or no questions or like do you yeah. sort of ask more general? Yeah, yeah. Or say it, if if it's Betty or Beatrice in the, the hallway, can you set the cat balls and make them light up? Um, right. And then like light up if it's a yes don't light up if it's no, that kind of thing. So, right, okay. And then at one point, it was going off loads. So that's why we thought, okay, at that point, if it's going off loads, even if we're asking questions, let's change it just in case it's on that sweet spot on a bit of carpet or or something. Although yeah. it had been there, working and non-working, for a long time, but we removed that just in case something was interfering with it that was non-paranormal. And this was the thing, it was... So it was on the landing, which was outside of the room where we were. We were all sat down or led down in Greg's case. Um, my it hadn't, my it, body doesn't bend too well <laughs> to sit down nowadays. Oh, bless, bless you. <laughs> um, it hadn't gone off for five to ten minutes. And then the minute we start questioning about what's popped into my head, that's when it goes off again. And it's not like any of us are stomping around and stuff. And cat balls can be quite inconsistent in the sense mm. that you could stamp right next to them and they cannot go off or they'll just seemingly go off by themselves. So that for me, I know cat balls are a massive pseudoscience and you can't really trust them. But that for me was a very weird moment mm-hmm. where it was like, it's not moved for 10 minutes. The minute the line of questioning goes into something yeah. maybe relevant because I've done my Derek Cora impression or something and gone, oh, this is what I'm getting. One thing we also did do when Mike was sat there going, I think I'm getting this, like I've got a name in my head we made sure we got that out of his head before the Alice box went off. Because like we discussed on the night, again, and it's stuff that you see on the TV programs, that this name would come up and then like the medium, sort of Derek Akora type, would go, oh, that's the name I had in my head. And you go, okay, it might have been, but But if you just said it before the name come out, I'd probably more opportunity to believe what you're saying or be not to believe what you're saying, but that you can reinforce that what you said, because you've said that name before the Alice box says it, at least mm. the Alice box is confirming what you're saying rather than you just saying, yeah, that's the name I had in my head. On a counterpoint to that, I have a real issue with, I mean, I, I don't mind tapping into places and figuring stuff out, but I have a real issue of actually telling people what I'm picking up on because I really don't want that to influence the investigation, if you know what I mean. And I don't want it to be a case of like, like they did on Most Haunted or whatever, where the entire investigation would be based on what this random man tells them. And I'm not saying like for one minute that I don't believe what comes into my head isn't true because I have to just go with it. But I really don't want it to be like, I say something and then the entire investigation is focused around that as opposed to potential other evidence we're getting from other things. But that's why we were, when you'd say a name or, or, or anything that you were getting, we would try and then use that to ask a question and get confirmation from like the cap or, or something else. And we, so we would just, anything we were doing, we were trying to get another experiment that we had going on at the same time to confirm what was what was being said so we were just trying to pr- like prove or disprove or or whatever you want to call it we were just trying to 
to get a second sort of opinion. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word, but a second Something to piece co- corroborate of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you can get two different things independent of each other to say the same thing or confirm the same thing, the chances are it's more likely to be authentic compared to somebody saying, I've got this name, and then we don't get any confirmation of anything else. Yeah. A la most haunted. Yeah, and I think that's potentially just an, a confidence issue with me, right? Because I'm still new to the mediumship thing, and as I say, it's not because I'm somewhat scientific in the way I want to investigate. Me going, oh, mm. oh, I'm getting, I'm getting Jane, and you know, what I mean, could it? Could However, be if somebody bollocks. does get something through, I'd rather somebody say, "I've got this name," or "I've got this feeling," or something's coming through to me, because it could be. But that's how they're trying to pre- present the. The information is through somebody in the group. So if somebody says, mm. I've got this name, I'd rather somebody say, I've got this name, than go, oh, and then it comes out and you go, oh, I, I was going to say uh, yeah, that. I, I thought of that, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I why mean, I said we... to you, get the name out before that Alice box goes off. At least then we can yeah. confirm. And, and maybe it's, that's the way forward. We Just before Christmas, we went to a um, an event with some very good friends of ours who run an events company down in the South Finken called Everglow Investigations. If anyone wants to go on a ghost hunt, check them out. So I will give them a free plug because they've been, to be fair, they've been amazing to us and really helped grow the channel. Anyway, we want an event with them. And it was a place called Don Stylers um, in Gosport. It was originally a smallpox isolation hospital. It's now a gym um, of all things. Um, <laughs> Why not? And I was there and I, I started picking up on some things and I'm like, do I say it? Don't I say it? And to be fair, one of the team members encouraged me to say it. And I was like, all right, fucking here it is then. And I said, this, 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 and this. She goes, yeah, yeah, that's we've picked up on that before because they'd been there before. And there was like a young soldier who presented himself as uh, 19, 20 to me. And then she goes can you tell Mike or can you show Mike your real age? And like that, I was like 14 and she goes, yeah, that's him. Um, and I was like, feels like he lost his right leg in the first world war. And he was gutted that he couldn't continue to serve. Cause it was like some weird sort of phantom limb shit I had going on where I could sort of like feel that below the knee it wasn't existing. And then I said, like, I said to her, do you know where she's from? Or sorry, do you know where he's from? And she said, she goes, yes, it's not from around here. And I went Essex and she's like, yeah. So again, this is like stuff I've picked up that they've had come through previously when they've investigated this place, not even on the same night. And I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) So, yeah, so we, so we had a really, it was a really good night. Um, yeah yeah and it ended up with a bank as a midnight which was around the sort of time we were starting to finish literally the whole of fucking swindon went up in flames it looked like there was fireworks everywhere which there was all over you still can't tell any difference nowadays no it was just like being in swindon normally (laughs) yeah yeah. all the gunshots and it caused caused three pounds 50 worth of damage um but um so what is the future for paramite what have you got planned for 2023 mike uh, more investigations, as many as yep. more as I can get on. Launching a podcast this year, or relaunching a podcast this year, um, basically because Patsy can really commit to it. So I'm going to go solo for the majority, and it's going to be uh, much the same. Me talking about my experiences, uh, yep. going through, going through place by place, um, as opposed to a podcast where they just tell scary stories or stuff. So this is going to be experiences. Um, yeah, a lot of things in the pipeline. I want to. I kind of want to get like a website set up and stuff, and just push Paramic as as much as possible and um, and grow the channel. So where can people find Paramic? Because I know when I post stuff up, and this is the thing, I will hold my hands up now that we use a particular internet provider, um, a website uh, hosting company, and they allow us to um, like create social content and it posts it out to everything at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody follows us all, and all the social media things, you'll see a similar thing on Instagram and whatnot. And your bloody name is not the same on everything. I know, I know. It's, so, sorry. It's, so I know, I know it's confusing. Paramike on Twitter, Paramike on Twitter is not you. It's 
somebody else. Real, I'm it's sure it's not I've... the real Paramic. No, no, <laughs> no. I, so I, I must I'll remember hold, to keep changing it. But. I'll hold my hand up that that's my fault, though, because obviously <laughs> Paramike doesn't, it didn't exist in his me. Anyway, Paramike87 on Twitter. If you would like to follow me there, I don't post anything because I don't like Twitter. Um, but I was bullied <laughs> into getting it. Paramike87 on Instagram. If you want to follow me there, I post occasionally, but Instagram's a dying platform, so maybe not. The main one or, is, it's honestly. Um, I don't use it that much. Yeah, uh, Paramike on Facebook, you can find me. There's a bit more posting on there. You can interact with me, share your experience. The big one is obviously the YouTube channel, Paramike on YouTube. Yeah. Um, come over. Hopefully, you'll enjoy my content. If you don't, tell me it's bullshit, and I'll give you a snarky reply. Um, but yeah, uh, soon to be the Paramike podcast next, or this, I almost said next year then, this year at some point. I'm not sure when I'm going to launch there, but yeah. The main hub is Paramic on YouTube. Get over there, get commenting, get subscribing. Come and check me out. Well, Come you, and say hi. If you need any podcast guests, I know two, two people that'll be up there. Possibly. I, <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I don't really want to go down the guest route unless they've been on investigation. <laughs> Sorry, Ash. <laughs> should have come, come, yeah, come, didn't come on you, mate? Saturday. I really yeah, did I try. I know. I know. Yeah. Tried to get there. When Greg it's told me, I was fast. when Greg told me, I was like, "Oh, that would have been fucking ace." But yeah, it's what we it did is. try. We did try. We were trying for. I was was going back and forth to Ash, going all week. Going, you coming? You coming? You coming? You coming? You coming? We'll sort something out though. We'll we'll do one. Yeah, definitely. Like a collabo or something. Oh, and also the video for everything we've spoken about tonight will be up on my channel sometime in the near future, so you can see that we're not actually talking bullshit, and there is evidence of it existing yeah cool yes, well, i've looked forward to watching that thanks well it's like you both the guests this week talking about you yeah yeah welcome listen we sit back and listen to you guys talk was pretty good so uh <laughs> yeah cheers for talking about that i was looking forward to i was good i couldn't be there and i was good yeah. to hear that you had some stuff happen we'll definitely yeah, arrange, no, we'll good. definitely arrange something though and just say we'll do a, bit, a big collaboration or a collaboration right got ash's basement <laughs> You can see how fucking weird that yeah, is. Yeah, that down place there. looks fucking sketchy as hell. <laughs> it is. It is proper weird. It's like Blair Witch Project. <laughs> I sound like <laughs> last Thursday doing some stuff and we get much <laughs> happen, but it's, yeah, it's just weird being done. It's a weird place. Loads of little low ceilinged rooms that appear to have no purpose with stepladders in. It's just weird. <laughs> Very so weird. Fun. Very weird. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you very much, Mike, and we will speak to you soon. Thank you. Take care. Pursuit of the Paranormal with Ash and Greg.